Hey, I'm Jane, and you're listening to the Surviving to Thriving podcast. This is the place to be if you are wanting to create a life that you absolutely adore. I'm a certified transformational mindset coach, and I specialize in all things mindset, including the law of attraction, meditations, EFT, and energy work, to name but a few. Each week, I will be helping you to go after your dreams by breaking down and silencing the critical negative voice in your head and by helping you unlock your true potential through self-love, self-worth and self-acceptance. If you can change your mindset, you can honestly change your entire life. I am completely obsessed with this stuff. So let's dive in. Hello, I am back and today I'm going to be talking about the wonderful thing that is being an introvert and I've got 14 signs for you that you may well be a fellow introvert the same way as I am. Now, you may be confused by me saying that I'm an introvert because if you don't know me personally and you only know me from my socials and you only know me from things like this, I come across or I can come across as loud, you know, a bit extroverted, a bit confident, certainly not shy. So I feel this is where the confusion comes in when we talk about introvert versus extrovert. Um, So if you're not sure which one you are, if you're not sure if you're an introvert or if you're not sure if you're an extrovert or even an ambivert, whatever that means. Honestly, I get totally confused by the whole ambivert thing. So if you know, if you know what it means or if you are one, uh, please tell me. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to have to Google it and um, Google doesn't always give you the right answers, does it? So, yeah, tell me below if you think you're an ambivert or you know more about amberversion or any kind of other vert (laughs) that may be out there in the world. Please tell me um, because it confuses me. So for the purpose of this, we're just going to go introvert versus extrovert and mainly introvert because that is what I am. So... If you feel a little different, if you feel a little quieter than most people, if you sometimes feel even a little weird compared to other people, socially inept, a little bit socially awkward, that's me, totally, hold my hands up, I am, can be socially awkward, that's me. That is my definition. And if you are that, but you don't feel shy or you don't feel that you you back off from certain situations that you feel that shy people may not have, you could be an introvert and not actually know it. So first of all, what is an introvert? Now, I looked at the definition of introvert in the diary, in the diary, in in the dictionary. And what it actually said, the true definition of an introvert is a shy, reticent person. Now, I'm not 100% sure that that's correct. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more within this. Whereas if you Google an introvert, it says, An introvert is often thought of as a quiet, reserved and thoughtful individual. They do not seek out special attention, nor do they seek out special social engagements. As these kind of scenarios can lead introverts to feel exhausted and drained. 
introverts or the opposite of extroverts. Extroverts are often described as the life of the party. That, that to me is much, much more where I feel my personal definition of an introvert versus an extrovert is. Um, when I think about myself, when I think about my character traits, that was it. That paragraph, that comment, that's it, that's me. Not the shy, reticent person that was the actual dictionary definition. My personality as an introvert is that I am completely and utterly charged and energized by being alone as opposed to an extrovert who gets filled up with energy and, and zing and passion when they are surrounded by people. I like to find my, my calm in quiet, in solitude, in calmness, in atmospheres that feel warm and, and you know, calm. Calm is a great word for it. Whereas I think extroverts like the woohoo of, of, you know, situations. We, introverts, we like to go deep. We are not surface level. We like to have the meaningful conversations and the meaningful friendships and be in the meaningful situations. We're all about the feeling, right? We are all about the emotion. That is the energy. We are sparked by the feeling and the emotion. It's a definite internal thing. It's massively internal rather than this external thing like parties and people and busy. But that being said, I do love the buzz of a city. And if you know me and you've sort of listened to things that I say before, I actually am totally at home. I'm much more of a big city person and having that buzz and that busy around me than I am sort of country and nature. And, and so I, I'm a kind of a walking contradiction, but I'm going to get into that. So you'll see what I mean when we go deeper with this. Okay, introverts, let's just start with this. Introverts go inward, extroverts are energized by being outward, by being social, by being around people. So anyway, enough of the chitter, chitter, chatter, enough of that. Um, before I go off on too many other tangents, let's go, let's do the 14 signs, my personal 14 signs, and um, this may not be everybody's 14, they're just my personal ones. And if you, if you, if any of these resonate with you, if any of these feel like you, if you kind of go, yeah, that's me, right? You could well be a closet introvert. So as we go through them, you know, tick them off and let's, let's see, let's see how many you get. So the first sign for me that you may well be an introvert is that you absolutely hate. And I know that hate is a strong word, but honestly, for me, it's so true, right? You hate, 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 hate with a passion. Small talk. Honest to God, it is my worst nightmare. I have this fear of small talk. It gives me this horrible, this horrible energy. Um, and that said, I'm good at it, right? I can do it. I can do it. But it 
fills me with dread. It fills me with all the horrible feelings that I don't like to feel. And I guess to sort of qualify that a bit more, when I was younger, when I was kind of, you know, a child or a teen or even my early 20s and I wasn't so self-aware, I wasn't good at it. Like I seriously was not good at the small talk. I think being good at it has come from has come from experience, has come from growth, has come from self-reflection. Um, it's probably an age thing. It's probably a maturity thing, to be fair. Um, but yeah, when I think about having to be in a situation where I'm going to have to do the small talk, I hyperventilate. <laughs> I avoid it at all costs. I get clammy hands. I start to feel this horrible anxiety come over myself. I feel it in my body. It's like it's a physical thing as opposed to just like a mental dread. Um, I find it really superficial and I don't want to do that. I like to go deep. I like to have the conversations that are real, that are authentic, that are actually... Um, full, you know, full of emotion. I, right, here again is where I'm a contradiction in, in kind of what I'm saying. I love to talk, right? Anybody who has watched one of my videos or listened to one of my podcast episodes or seen me somewhere around, I will talk till the cows come home. I can waffle on. <laughs> like the best of people. But if you put me in a one-on-one -on -one situation, I cannot do the small talk thing. I don't like it. I like to have a topic. I like to have an emotion behind what I'm saying. It has to be authentic. It has to be full of feeling and it has to have meaning and emotion and depth. Um, does that make sense? I hope it did. So anyway, small talk. Don't like it. Don't like it never have. And you may well think, well, you sit here in front of, you know, the camera or on social media or whatever it is, wherever you are catching this and you'll talk to people. You'll talk. You are talking to hundreds and potentially thousands of people. But you know what the reality is? And the reason I think that I find this stuff okay is because in my world, I'm not talking when I do these things. I'm not talking to hundreds and thousands of people. I'm sat with me and a camera. So I am in a one-on-one -on -one situation where I am literally talking to myself. And I am picking the topic and I come at it with authenticity and with feeling and with emotion. And so I think that's why it, this doesn't feel like, like hard to me. That's why this stuff is actually okay. Um, hopefully that makes sense. Sign number two that you may well be an introvert is that you love, 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 love alone time. You actually love being by yourself. And I have confession time. If any of my friends or my family are listening or watching or have come across this, my confession to you is that I secretly love it when you cancel your plans with me. <laughs> I do. You know, a lot of people, you know, they get all, yay, we're going out. It's fantastic. I'm going to go to that big gathering. I'm going to see the family. I'm going to see my friends. It's going to be woohoo. And then they cancel and they're like, nah, it's not me. <laughs> when my friends cancel, I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Because I've been hyping myself up 
to go to the social event to do the thing that when they cancel, I kind of go, oh, now I get to sit on the couch at home with my cat <laughs> and just watch some like mind-numbingly boring reality TV and just be alone with my thoughts. It is the best feeling. It's the best thing in the world. Um, and I would say that pretty much all extroverts like spending time by themselves. It's a recharge. It's a time where we we get drained by being around people and being in too many people's energies and it kind of overstimulates us. And so that alone time, that time when we can just sit in solitude, that's the recharge time. That's the time that we power ourselves up again, if you like, and feel okay to get back out in the world and be a little bit more social. It's a time when we feel the most comfortable. Um, and again, right, it doesn't have to be in somewhere totally quiet, like, you know, the forest. Again, taking my own personal situation, I love being out in nature, but I'm equally happy in the buzz of a city. That can actually supercharge me and recharge my energy as well, because I may be in the city and I may be feeling the buzz and the vibe, but in reality, I'm just there in my head. I'm there alone and I'm actually observing and looking and people watching and that's solitude that's time where I'm just in my own thoughts and I'm recharging so it doesn't have to be that we're sat somewhere totally silent like in meditation I can get equally recharged in a meditation session as I can in the middle of a busy city um, as long as I'm alone and I'm not having to make small talk with people and actually be social. <laughs> I think that, I think that's the key, right? That's the key. Now the third sign, my third sign that you are an introvert or that you could be an introvert is that you like to think. And you like to think a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, you get lost in thought. You never stop thinking ever. Like my brain literally does not, and I don't think it can literally switch off. I'm always wondering, I'm always pondering, I'm always replaying things. I'm always thinking, what did I say that for? If I said that, did somebody take it the wrong way? Oh my God, what did that mean? What does that person think of me? What if she thinks I meant this and I didn't, I meant this? And my mind will go on and it will go on and it will go on. And when I'm not in that hypercritical overthinking place, I'm still thinking because I'm dreaming and I'm visualizing and I'm replaying this world that I want to have in my head. And so I get lost in my imagination and I get taken to totally different places. I'm not in my real world anymore. I'm in some other life that I want to have. Um, but the internal dialogue never actually stops. And that, I just want to say, can be, can sometimes be a negative thing for introverts because we tend to get stuck in our heads. We, get, we tend to get stuck in what's happened. We tend to get stuck in this negative spiral. Um, and I think the overthinking can take us down a, a, a path sometimes where insignificant things can literally make us spiral out of control. And um, if that's you, 
you need to get better at the self-reflection thing or take some time out, go to your happy place. Don't let those thoughts get hold. Um, you know, go somewhere that makes you feel good. Have that solitude, have that recharge time again in a book. It could be in a book. It could be in a film. It could be in just sitting in meditation. It could be lying, going to sleep even. Just take yourself away from the overthinking um, that can be a constant battle. That's one of the downfalls, okay? My fourth sign is that you observe. You observe and you see things differently and in more depth than an extrovert might. You take notice. You see all the little nuances of places. Um, you may not always speak about them or say them. You may not speak your mind at all because that can make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but you are observing everything. You are constantly looking. You are constantly paying attention to all of the detail that surround you. You can see things and places and people for what they actually are. And you can read a room. You can read the energy. Um, yeah, you have lots of clarity and attention to detail. And if that's you, then you may well be an introvert. And number five, signs that you may be an introvert is that, and we've touched on this a little, is that socializing drains the hell out of you. You are not a fan of parties. You're not a fan of office get-togethers. You don't even like Christmas dinners with the family or weddings sometimes because it can fill you with dread if you don't know how many people are going to be there. If you're going to have a special person there that you can just be with in that one-on-one, -on -one, um, you don't feel in control. Big social gatherings and social occasions can scare you because you feel like you may lose control of a situation. You are perfectly capable of having a good time. You are perfectly capable of enjoying a party and a social gathering. You just would prefer to be sat in the corner somewhere having a deep and meaningful conversation with somebody who you really trust and love and admire or observing it all from a distance. You could be in the middle of that wedding, but you're sat at your table and rather than engaging in the small talk, you are just observing your people watching. You are somewhere in your own head, not getting lost in the pandemonium of the big chatter and the noise. You are regrouping and regathering your thoughts and you quite often will take yourself off somewhere during social occasions like that. I know this is something I've done on many occasions when I've been in big social gatherings and I've felt myself getting a little bit agitated. I'll take myself off to the toilet or I'll go and sit in the garden or I'll find another room somewhere where I can just sit and I can regroup and I can regather and I can just get my thoughts back into control and actually feel okay to then go back in and, and, and be a little bit social again. And the other thing is, um, and this has been a huge one for me over the years and something that I'm, I'm good at now, but it took a lot of time to be confident enough to actually say when it was time to leave, when I'd had enough, when I didn't want to be there anymore because I reached a point 
in the social gathering where I was so drained and so overstimulated um, and everything was so loud and I was feeling so out of control that I had to leave. <laughs> I had to literally go away and, and just be alone again or with my people that I felt comfortable with. That could sometimes be after an hour or it could be after 10 hours. But literally, I now know my point of no return. I know when I have to get out of there and I have to be able to regroup myself, otherwise it will spiral and I'll feel totally, totally wired and weird and just not very nice. <laughs> and so that's that one. That's number six. Number seven is that you are an amazing listener. And what makes you an amazing listener is a couple of points we've talked about before. You're an overthinker and you observe and you see everything. So if you put those things together, you are naturally reading people, reading situations, observing what's going on around you, feeling everything, thinking about it all. So you actively listen. You are a great listener. You may be that person that all of your friends come to for advice, that all of your friends come to for support because you make them feel totally heard. It's not superficial for you. It's deep. It's intuitive. It's with emotion. It's with feeling. That makes you an amazing listener because it's all active. You're not passive in the friendship or the conversation at all. Um, so yeah, you are, you'd make an amazing coach. You'd make an amazing um, counsellor. You could well find yourself in those roles, you know, those teaching professions where you are being asked to listen and to help and to feel it all. Um, and talking about your friends, number eight, is that you will have a small group of friends. You will have one, two, three, four, maybe, really good, really good friends, as opposed to having that massive group of acquaintances. You don't need to be surrounded by all the people. You are quite happy, in fact, you're massively happy just being with your really good, close friends that you can get deep with, that you can have the conversations with, that you totally trust and that you totally feel at home with because with introverts, it's all about the feeling. If you don't feel it, you won't be able to totally be there. You kind of shut off when you don't feel it. And so you don't need the big social groups. You don't need to be seen with all the people. You're just okay with your special people, with those people that, that fill you up, the people that, that recharge you again. Number nine on my list of signs that you may well be an introvert is that you, I covered this a little bit in the overthinking part, but you dream big. Your mind can see things. You have, you're an amazing manifester, right? If you are an introvert, you, you may find that you are an amazing manifester because the visualization part of manifesting, you have got that down pat. You know how to take yourself to another place and see it in clarity and color and detail. You can get totally lost in that other world. You see it in 
full technical, like in full detail. Literally, you can visualize anything. As a child, you probably spent an awful lot of your time looking at Windows daydreaming when you should have been doing something else like maths. <laughs> for example, not English, because probably you loved English because that's when you could let your imagination go again. You're writing your stories and I'll cover that in a bit too. Um, so yeah, visualizing, daydreaming, being. I, I have two worlds. I have the world that I live in, that is my physical world. And then I have the world that's in my head, which is the place that I love to escape to when I'm feeling like I just need a little bit of something, when I'm feeling a little bit off kilter or when I'm feeling a little bit down or when I'm feeling a little bit low, I go to the place in my head. I go to my dream world, my dream life where everything is perfect and I see it and I live there and I reside there quite often. Um, introverts, you will find, have have that other world. They have the most amazing imaginations. Um, and I touched on this slightly when I talked about English there, but all number 10, my number 10 sign is that you love to write. Because you have this amazing imagination and because you have this amazing visualization capacity, you can write down in great detail what you can see you can write about. And for me, because I'm not particularly good at being in the hard conversations. Like if I have an issue with a partner or a friend or um, a family member, if I was being asked to confront that person and talk about that issue, I get way too emotional. I get way too, I start to overthink again, you know, another introvert trait. I overthink it all. Um, I feel it all. And I, I tend to just not, I, I can't get my words out because the feelings take over. And so if I write it down, this is something I've found over the years. I personally write letters all of the time because if I write it down, I can express it. I can say it. I can self-reflect as I'm writing it and not get caught up in the emotion of the situation or the conflict or whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And I get to say it properly. And I write it in detail. And I write it in clarity. And I write it um, with all the feeling, but without the crying, <laughs> without the emotion that comes along with that. Um, so yeah, you're brilliant at writing. English may well have been your favourite subject because stories, dream worlds, imagination, that was your thing. You would much rather write it down in a really well thought out, creative, reflective, emotion, expressive story than you would doing drama, for example, and being the centre of attention on the stage with everybody looking at you and, you know, in that horrible, uh, icky energy that, that just drains you again. So that was number 10. Number 11, and we've slightly touched on this, is that you're very intuitive. You know, you can read a room. I said this before. You can read a room. You can read feeling. You can read a situation. You can pick up on those little nuances that other people may not pick up on. And so that's also, that also makes you a good listener. You know, it makes you a good friend because you... You could be with a friend or a family member or a person and you instantly know if they're okay or not. 
because you pick up on it. The minute you, you don't even have to talk to them. You can feel it. You can see it in their body language. You can see it written on their face. So trust it. Trust the intuitiveness. Trust that what you're getting and what you're feeling is correct. Trust your gut, right? There's a reason why that is a saying. And that, again, is something I've learned to do much more over the years. And I think that also comes with confidence and it comes with maturity and it comes with lots and lots of self-reflection. Now, you know, if I read a room and I don't like the energy in, in a person or a place, I will leave. I will take myself, physically take myself out of that situation. Whereas before I might have found myself staying somewhere, I was really uncomfortable because I didn't have enough clarity or maturity or emotional nounce, I guess, to actually know, to listen and to leave and to remove myself from it, to, to safeguard myself. That's your intuition. Your intuition is always talking to you. You just have to learn to trust it. You have to learn to listen to it. And if it tells you to get out of there, then you run for the hills. Go, just go, don't stay. Because it will, it will drain you in some way or something will happen that you don't like. So that's number 11, you're intuitive. Number 12 is that you're highly sensitive, highly sensitive. And this again comes to the, you know, the thinking, the feeling, the emotions that the introverts have. You feel everything, everything. There is no in between. You can be up here really high and down here really low within a matter of seconds. It's an emotional roller coaster being so highly sensitive to, to, to things and people and places and words. One of the things for me is that I could I could get up in the morning when I go back to my life as a person who saw myself as overweight, worthless and ugly and not having any nice redeeming qualities at all back in the day, um, I would get up in the morning and I could put on an outfit. Like, for example, I have a dress on today that, although you can't see much of it, I would never have worn something like this back in the day. Never. Never. Because it's quite tight and it shows my figure. And I would have looked at myself in the mirror and I would have gone, you look awful. But on one of those off days that I maybe put it on, and I went, yeah, it's okay. You look okay. You look okay. It's presentable. Let's go out, right? And I'd go out and I'd be in a situation with somebody at work or socially or wherever I was. And there would be a nondescript comment. It probably wouldn't even be something aimed at me. But in my extra sensitive, highly sensitive state, I would take that comment and I would run with it. And then I felt solo and so bad, and so down, and have such a massive crash, that that was my introvertedness coming out. It was my highly sensitive state, and I didn't know how to control it, and I didn't know what it was, and so I let it run my life. Um, again, self-reflection, maturity, um, knowing, intuitiveness, the growth that I've had, that has just like totally shown me that I need to stop letting my mind go off and my sensitivities like literally explode and take me somewhere that 
I don't necessarily want to be and and protect myself again and so yeah you may find that you're highly sensitive you might find that you that you struggle keeping yourself on an even keel because the roller coaster is like just doing this um and it can be hard it can be hard and um you have to protect your energy number 13 that was deep <laughs> number 13 um you can feel alone even in a crowd of people and there's two sides to this and i want to talk about them both because i felt them both on many occasions um it may sound really silly but you can feel totally 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 alone with hundreds and thousands of people surrounding you and that can be um something like um you may be at one of these social occasions again that we don't particularly like you don't have your special person there you're not sat in the corner um recharging and so you're feeling the energy of the room and it is oversensitizing you it's overstimulating you you have to get out of there and you can feel so totally alone even though you're surrounded by everybody because you feel like an outcast you feel weird you feel like you're not the same as everybody else it's starting to stress you out um and you just you're just not feeling it you're not feeling it you don't like it and it's filling you with all these feelings that you do not like that is the time to leave that is the time to get out of there to protect yourself so you can be in a place with thousands and thousands of people but feel so lonely so totally lonely but on the flip side um and again relaying this to my own situation i've already said i love cities and i love the busyness and i love the buzz um but i guess even more so than that um anfield it's my spiritual home you know if you know me you'll have heard me talk about this before i adore that place and when i'm sat there when i'm lucky enough to get there i'm surrounded by 50,000 people and i don't feel alone in the slightest but it's because i'm comfy i am doing something that fills my cup I am doing something that makes me feel amazingly stimulated as opposed to hyper overly stimulated and it's my happy place and so you know there is a subtle difference there's a subtle difference and I've felt it on both both sides of the of the, the busyness scale and number 14 the final sign that you may well be an extrovert is that you are quiet not shy there is a big, big difference. It is such a common misconception that people, if you're introverted or you see yourself as an introvert, that you actually are shy. It's not true. I do not profess to be shy. Not anymore. Not now. I used to be, I think. But I also think that that was maybe a, um, a part of me not feeling comfortable in my own body and not having the confidence Um not having that maturity and that self-reflective process that I've talked about throughout this. I'm not shy. I don't perceive myself. I don't see myself as shy anymore. Um, it's different. It's totally different. I feel comfortable in my own skin now. And I think that is why I don't feel that I'm shy anymore. Um, but I'm definitely an introvert. 
I like to be with people. I like to be in places. I like to do things like this, you know, to to put myself out there. I can do this stuff and it actually fills me with joy. If I was shy, probably wouldn't be able to do that quite so easily, but I can still feel overstimulated and I can still feel the sensitivities and I can still feel all those things that make me an introvert as opposed to being shy. And if you are an introvert but you don't see yourself as a shy person, you'll get this totally. You'll understand, absolutely understand what I'm saying. So it's been a long one today and I hope you're still with me if you are. Yay, hooray, thank you. I love you, it's fantastic. But they are my 14 signs that you may well just be an introvert. And if you see yourself in any of those statements, in any of those things that I've said, yeah, embrace it. Embrace the introvert because we're amazing people. We're not the quiet, meek, mild, shy, timid people that that society, that's the box society wants to put us in. We are not that at all. Um, I am not that. So embrace, embrace the sensitivity, embrace the feeling, embrace the, the energy, embrace the love of being alone, the solitude, the, the time that you need to just step away from society and just be. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to live when you can be totally comfortable in your own company, totally at home in your own company. Um, so yeah, you're not weird. You're actually pretty amazing. And there are a lot of us, there are a lot of us that are introverts. And I love it, actually. I would much rather be the introvert than, than the extrovert right now, now that I've had the beauty of what I know and what I've experienced and what I do. And so that, that, that's my 14 signs. If you are one of us, say hello. Um, leave me a comment. Let me know which bit of this resonated with you. Um, and I hope it was helpful for some of you that maybe were struggling a little bit with this. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble on in this episode of the Surviving to Thriving podcast. If you'd like to help support my podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave me a rating and a review. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on all my social medias. I'm on Instagram at Jane underscore E underscore Adams. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Um, you know where to find me. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll see you next time.